Disability Talks with Shane, talking all things disability. Today I'm chatting with a driving instructor and owner of Drive Skills for Live, Sarah Bruce. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Shane. I really appreciate it. Can you please tell us a little bit about your business? Well, as you said, my name, my business name is Drive Skills for Life, and I've been in business for nearly eight years now. So I got into this industry when I used to be a licensed tester with Vic Road, but I thought I'd like to be able to become a driving instructor because I love seeing the joy on people's faces when they got their driver's licenses. So I've been doing it for nearly eight years, but it was about Three or four years ago, I discovered I need. I had a specialty where people like to come to me because I was good with people with intellectual disabilities and anxiety. Would you like to expand on that if you could? I can, yes. I have been supporting people with intellectual disabilities such as autism and mental health conditions like anxiety for about three or four years because a family member of mine has been diagnosed with these conditions. And I found being able to support them is a lovely way of helping them overcome their fear of driving and helping them show the world they can have the independence and do what they want to do with their lives rather than rely on family and public transport. But earlier this year, I took it up another notch and became a registered NDIS provider. So now I can help even more people. How has that gone for you, registering with the NDIS? It was a lengthy process, but it's been definitely worthwhile. I've been helping clients with this, these disabilities for about three years, but I thought being registered just makes it a little bit more, I'd be able to help more people. You are an anxiety specialist. What does yes. that mean? That means people who have a real fear of things. They don't want to step outside their comfort zone. It may be related to it around they may have had a car accident and they're now scared to drive. They may have anxiety around leaving the home and are too scared to go down the street and do something. So I help people that have got that anxiety in the back of their mind where they don't want to overcome something but they need to have the right person to help them do that. How does anxiety affect driving? It can help. It can affect it in lots of ways. They can get the sweats and their heart palpitate, heart can go at a million miles an hour and they get scared and they're too scared, too scared to start the car. Another one is can be they're hopping in the car and they're scared everyone that's on the road is going to come towards them and hit them and they're too scared to start the car, another reason. So there's lots of that, lots of different styles of anxiety, but the most common one is generally a fear of other drivers. What are some of the other services Drive Skills for Life offer? I help a lot of seniors who have had medical conditions such as stroke or brain aneurysms and things and they need to get their licence back so they can stay on the road. I help people that have had road accidents and have got a real fear of getting back into the driver's seat after a bad accident. In fact, last year I helped a 72-year-old woman who had such a bad accident she can't turn her head anymore. So now I'm helping her get back to independence on the road. And I also love to help what else do I love? And just generally kids in, in general. Love to help families. Did the Big Rose pop-up centres help your service? Not really. They were there. They were put in place when they had that huge backlog from last year where so many kids missed out on getting their licence. They created these pop-up offices so people could they could get more people licensed much quicker. 
they were great from that point of view, but they didn't really help from us driving instructors' point of view. Do you offer both manual and automatic lessons? I used to offer both, but now I only offer automatic because as you can appreciate, it's very expensive to keep a car on the road, so I just teach automatic now. But I do have some amazing manual instructors that I like to refer to. How many lessons do people normally need before they are ready for their licence? Well, that's a very good question, Shane. That question is like how long is a piece of string? We don't really know. Some people pick things up very quickly and can get their licence in six lessons, whereas other people need a little bit more support and guidance for their journey and they can sometimes need at least more than 20. So everyone's different. What is your refresher program? My refresher program, that is there for people that Oh, that's another example. I had a lovely lady last year who'd lived in the city all her adult life and was used to catching public transport. Then she moved down the morning to Peninsula and she hadn't driven for 25 years. So the refresher program is there to help people that haven't driven for a long time and have lost touch with the road rules and the road conditions, how they've changed over the last 20 years with road rage and more cars on the road. So it just helps them re-engage and be safer on the roads. So is that one cheaper than your normal lesson or is it about the same? About the same. How has COVID affected your business? Well, it's allowed me to have a very long unpaid holiday. So that's been, that's been probably a little, that's the downside, not being able to work and help people get their license. So it's been a very, very trying time, but I've got my good health and I've got the love of my family, so I'll be fine. But not working has been the hardest part. If any listeners would like to contact you, what should they do? They can contact, They can find me at my Facebook and Instagram page called Drive Skills for Life or they can go to my website at www.driveskillsforlife.com.au or they can ring me on 0422-765-843. Thanks very much for your time today, Sarah. I'll, Thank you for I, inviting me, Shane. I look Thank forward you. to chatting with you soon. I look forward to talking to you again too. Thank you very much for inviting me. What do you do if you ask someone, are you okay? And they say no. Any ideas? <clears throat> Anything? There's more to say after, are you okay? Learn how to keep the conversation going at areyouokay.org.au. Which Australian swimmer has broken 84 world records? Thorpey? Hackett? No. It's me, Matt Cowdery. Haven't you heard of me? That's because I'm a Paralympian. I have one arm, but I can still swim 50 freestyle just four seconds slower than the fastest able-bodied athlete. But remember, being a champion is about more than winning gold. It's about playing fair and including everyone. To find out how to keep your sport safe, fair and inclusive, visit playbytherules.net.au. Today I'm having a chat with Joanna Gorgon from Happiness First. Welcome to this Really Talk, Joanna. Thank you, Shane. It's been a pleasure to be here. When did you start in the industry? Okay, so for me, I kind of fell in the industry. I didn't really sort of think about wanting to be it, but sometimes, you know, life gives you a path. And when I was applying for a job, my wonderful boss at the time, well, became my boss, Cindy, she recognised a trait in me that she felt would work for people with disabilities and she was right and um, she went with her gut and then I trusted her and 
yeah, I really literally just fell into it. Where did you do your education? Um, my education was in a separate field altogether, so I haven't had any official training in disability. Um, so all the training I had is been on the job type training, so through experience and also through some little courses that the bridge offered us at the time. What do you specialise in? Okay, so I'm really good at talking, and um, <laughs> which is probably very relevant to previous roles I've had, but in regards to the coaching, I seem to have a skill that when I talk, I seem to talk sincerely and honestly, I've been told. So, I, yeah, I think it was my speaking and um, my training skills that I've had that actually gave me my success as an employment coach. And add on to that, you've all, with the old job, you used to go out and get the participants' jobs, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. That was one thing I truly did enjoy, um, creating or gaining opportunities for people with disabilities. And um, the success that came from that was really rewarding and just knowing that, you know, the efforts of meeting people who are like-minded, who are willing to give people with disabilities a go um, and meeting them and and finding that fit for that employer with another, with the participant. Yes, I really did enjoy that a lot and I love being on the road. Ah, so, do, so do I sometimes. <laughs> Is the employment agency with now different to previous? Yes, it certainly is and that's the beauty about being in the industry. You always have all these various and diversities you can um, do. So in my previous employment, it was pretty much the classroom set up but in this current role now, I'm working more one-on-one with my participants so making individual um, contacts. So I'm able to personalise the um, the sessions more and giving, I guess, a one-on-one as opposed to a group session from the previous employment. Both great experiences, but very different to one another. So which one do you prefer? Ah, <laughs> good question. Okay, so if I had to, I can't choose because I love the group because you've got a lot of people giving feedback and constantly um, and discussions happening. And yet with the one-on-one sessions, I'm able to make a difference directly rather than um, eventually waiting for the difference to happen in a group session, whereas a one-on-one would be more personalised. That's a much quicker uh, response, I guess, you could say it. So, yeah, um, they've both got their pros and cons. I'm really struggling to make a decision which way I would do it. Both have their uh, bonuses, I guess. What did you most about the industry? Oh, my gosh. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'll tell you a funny story. I've always seen people and wished that there's no differences. Everyone's the same. There's no such thing as normal, and I don't like that word at all. So the one thing I love about working with people with disabilities, I really I've, I can see that these people with disabilities or special abilities, however you want to describe it, I find them so more, more realistic, more real, more true than um, than you normally would get, I guess, with my social friends. And being able to make a difference in those people's lives has really given me a lot of rewards and um, made some amazing new people for, as friends too. So it's opened up a whole world for me that I wished I had gone into way earlier in my life. How has COVID affected your job on Zoom or in the um, office? So my current role uh, 
gives me that freedom to still attend work and go to work as per well, normal, coming to the office and um, giving the opportunity for my participants to also have an outing and not be stuck at home, uh, whereas my previous one, I felt that a lot of participants miss that socialisation being on Zoom. So this particular job allows me to come still into the office and still have that face-to-face um, sessions with my participants. Yeah, at least, at least you guys have that. Where I go, mine's on Zoom. Yeah, and I can understand that too because my other colleague is another site. He's more comfortable. So you, I guess you've got to work with the participant and the actual uh, coach at the time. I'm still comfortable leaving my home and coming here for that face-to-face whereas some people are more comfortable and feel safer, I guess, working from home on Zoom. It's, I guess it's up to the opportunity, but the bonus here is our particular company gives you both options. Thank you. My pleasure. If people would like to know more about the company. So I currently work for a great company called Happiness First and if you want to find more information about it, just jump on the web and Google www.happinessfirst.com.au. Read, see what suits you because there are a lot of uh, services available and choose your thing. So if you want to work with me in your employment, obviously you'll go with the employment services. If people want you, where, where are you based? Uh, we've got two locations. If they want me personally, I'm in Rosebud, so it's in the Mornington Peninsula, whereas we also have an office in Chelsea. But we're mainly focused on the Mornington Peninsula, but we are moving to the other side of the city also. So we're growing slowly but surely. Thanks for your time, Joanna. Thanks, Jane. You did really well. Thank you. Today I was chatting with Joanna and Sarah. They were good chats today. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Ciao for now. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials.